This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us a time and date Terminal and gate We wanna send you off in style We wanna welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Malphorn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. We are driving. Uh, we are driving. We we're certainly a, are driving. We're in a moving motor vehicle. We're in a moving motor vehicle and we have a guest. It's almost like the old times. It is like the old times. We might just take our guest to LAX even though he has a show in town and that would be inconvenient <laughs> for him. We force him out of the car at LAX and be like, sorry, that's the agreement. Sorry, you read our mission statement that we... Did we ever write it up? Yep, yeah, we wrote it up. We made him sign it. Uh, he docu-signed it through email. <laughs> it's too late! Ladies and gentlemen, Guy Branham is here with us today. When will there be sweeping do-you-need-a-ride-related legislation? <laughs> when will a proposition <laughs> ban podcasting while driving? This, is this year 2016? When you, when you go to vote for Trump, we also would like you to vote against this podcast. If you could. Sorry, as usual, I'm having your mic isn't picking up. Sorry. At all? Darn it all. Okay, I'm going to turn that one up. Turn it up? There we go. You sound terrific now. Okay. There, I think there's a kink in the... Uh, yeah, maybe we're not supposed to wrap them so tight. Is it kink in the armor? Nope, it's no, chink in I the armor. I don't like it. I don't well, like Karen, it. You're not allowed to say it anymore. Karen. I was just... <laughs> I was just being racist. Karen, can you just ADR all of your lines from the beginning of this podcast? Clink. It clink in the armor. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's me, Karen Kilgariff. Um, and I'm Chris. This is I'm on the ones and twos like I used to be. Yeah, and driving. And uh, and and the levels are off the off the hook. Chris looks like the you know in Sesame Street where that guy would come out and he'd be like ten coconut cream pies and he'd be like balancing a bunch of pies and then he'd fall down the stairs. Right. I, it, 
vaguely remember that. That's what that, Chris is doing that, right now. That isn't something that I remembered, but now that you say it, it sounds like something that lives in my brain somewhere. It, 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 it does. I'm, I'm old and you're young. The only difference no. between me and that guy is that you never got to see him sweat, whereas right now <laughs> I'm, I'm, I anguish over these little knobs. Literally yes. everyone's seen me sweat. It's what I do. <laughs> it's kind of your act. Yeah. I, I went in to get uh, acupuncture and cupping done, uh, made popular by uh, Michael Phelps's back. Yeah. And it was amazing. But when I went in there and shook the lady's hand, she said, you sweat a lot. You should stop drinking so much. Karen, I'm Whoa! Not... On, as she touched your hand. Yes. <laughs> I think she also looked at my tongue. Karen, I'm not okay with guys, guys like Chris Fairbanks benefiting from the hard work done by feminists and gay rights <laughs> advocates to be able to just... Now, in this post-gender world, they can just go get cupping done. Yeah, that's right. And they can right. juice... And they don't have to feel one, like one iota of shame about it. No, there's no one will stand outside the acupuncture place and call them an FAG. Right, yeah. I, it's, I never knew that all the different ways I was being insensitive. Chris, do you just want to take a right and then take me to my P.O. box? Th- so that sounds great. I, I actually, I, it's so funny that I will never be, I'm like frozen at a red light because of, uh, well, it's red. Yeah, it is red. You're I'm, not supposed to do anything. I'm legally frozen at this red well, light. You, you know fine. what happens when you're frozen? Let it go. You gotta let it go. Let, let it go. To make an event to hold you down. I don't really know that song. <laughs> but it is. Yeah, you're, it is a combination with the popular karate theme. Okay. <laughs> Karen, I had some song that I so wanted to learn. I wanted you to learn how to do it on the guitar. And Which I forget one? what it is now, but I was just like, oh. What if Karen sang this? Is it Stay by Rihanna? Because I know it. I oh, could really? do it. Mm-hmm. I love that song. <laughs> That's a classic ballad that she did. She she went off, she veered off from her dance numbers and her remixes and her really trying to, you know, really trying to get that slice of the population. She just did a piano ballad with some there is guy. A, there's a song by Tame Impala, this indie rock band. I love Tame Impala. They're great. And the, a song came on and I said, oh, I love this song this is Tame Impala and April shazammed it and said no it's Rihanna oh. I'm like oh my god you couldn't be more wrong Rihanna that's hilarious I shazammed it and it was Tame Impala Ooh. but it was a <laughs> spot on cover that she did of Tame Impala the most random to me very it's 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 not in something in her normal wheelhouse well, and I, now I love her I love her because I think her wheelhouse was forced upon her when she was se- a 17 beautiful young uh, discovered singer in Jamaica or wherever she was Barbados uh, Barbados <laughs> and um, now she's actually going I have really good taste so how about I decide what I'm going to perform the fascinating thing about Rihanna is that she's interesting like yes. underneath the never talking she's interesting and has a lot of fucking opinions yes and is funny yeah and she, uh, her nails are very pointy, which I respect. <laughs> she has cat-like nails, and she's uh, I somebody I knew, and I can't remember who it was. Got to eat dinner with her one night, and said she's so gorgeous in real life, you just can't stop staring at her. Okay, here's a beautiful story. Okay, I was at Rage. How long ago? So long ago that people still went to Rage, <laughs> and uh, it must have been summer of 2005. And I was walking out. And a song came on, and I turned around, and I pointed up at the large screen that was playing the video, and I said, her. And (laughs) it was Rihanna, and it was Ponda Replay, Mm. and not a lot of people remember Ponda Replay. I do. uh, Because it is, you know, 
badass Barbadian dance hall. Yeah. Um, but it was real, real good and forced you to dance to it. And I love it. And at that time, no one knew her. And when you said her, you were announcing her future success. Yes, I was just letting right. everyone know that I had decided that was correct pop. <laughs> that was like a Guy Branham knighthood to Rihanna. She doesn't understand that that actually made her in this town. Also, we what we don't know is at the time he was holding a magic wand. And like, <laughs> little stardust speckles. That's right. Shot across rage. Keep going to Doheny. Oh, let... Or you can go. You can go down. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm making you take me. You on have air. to let. Oh. You have to let Chris feel his way around the city. Right, I get that right. and I respect that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I'm turning left just to avoid those cars. Yes, I'm what sure if, you are. What, what if Karen? What if I made you just drive around Beverly Hills Flats, <laughs> and we looked for uh, a nice single family home? Uh, hopefully, with an oil derrick in the backyard. <laughs> Is an oil derrick one of those pommel horsey things? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's called a derrick. Uh, I believe so. I went to, uh, I did a stand up in a George Bush's hometown at a club called Woofers and Tweeters, <laughs> which are two different sized speakers. Yeah. And uh, every single house there had a oil derrick in their yard. Yeah. Just modest looking homes with oil just look. Yeah, because you never know. You never know you, when you're. You don't even know you're fixing to tap into some black gold. <laughs> Those people will be so rich until they get cancer. <laughs> That's right. Oh God. And I, maybe, and maybe just in time to get cancer. <laughs> that would be the magic. It's hard to time cancer. It usually comes unexpectedly, but in Texas. Karen, what's your cancer of choice? I guess it would be scalp. <laughs> <laughs> if I got to choose. Because that's actually if terrible. If you got cancer, you're going to lose your hair anyway. It's right. right. Um, it's terrible of me to say because you know why I said that subconsciously is because my dad does have, he got melanoma on his head oh. and, um, and it, it turned it for like a very stressful two weeks. They were like, it could have gone through to his brain. Oh. And so we just had to wait it out. Um, it was, you know, we had a bad decade. And from the tw- 2000s to the 2010s, it was very dark in the Kilgariff household. But uh, it didn't go through. Everything's fine. They zapped it. He lost the few remaining hairs on his head that he had left, like Homer Simpson. And then, but he has had a little wound that has grown or shrunk over the years. An everlasting wound? An everlasting wound. And he actually recently had to go um, have it it like treated because it's like, it's just this thing that, that it was healing and then he would, he wouldn't leave it alone. He would kind of pick (laughs) it. And so basically over the years, he screwed up his own head wound and now he finally has it so that it's almost gone. Wow. Gross. Are you sure you want scalp? Yeah, I, actually, I'm going to change my mind to tongue. What does it say about me that I I, I want testiculars? I mean, oh. I, don't, I don't want to have kids. I just know it's oper- operable. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it seems like very severable. That's right. right. You could just get rid of it. Guy? I, oh, go ahead. Wait, did you cancer? have... Cancer? No, no. I, yeah, I was just going to add that testicular cancer seems like one I could just take care of myself. <laughs> Just feel around for the lump. Yeah. Scoop it out. Yep. Don't look back. Standard variety garden shears. Would you have to go up into the mountains? I'm too graphic. I say too. Yeah. You know, get away from. Of course. 
people go down by the creek. Mm-hmm. Drink some deer blood, say a chant. Yeah. Do some whiskey, bite a belt. <laughs> Guy, what is your cancer of choice? Yeah, yeah, what kind do you want? Look, you guys have been talking for a while, and so I've gone through it in my head. Do I want one of the blood cancers? Do I want mm. a nice lymphoma? Ooh, that's too fast. I, I know it's too fast. I mean, honestly, the answer is probably melanoma. Yeah. Like, you just want to get on top of it. Look, I'm a man with a lot of growths, but recently uh, a nice dermatologist told me they're all fine. Good. They're really good. That's a huge relief, right? It is. Um, but I think, like, that's just something that they can cut off of you and that's fine. And my organs, I'm using all of them. Yeah, you need those. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, um, you're right. That's a good choice. I mean, I'm melanoma is probably where I'm headed just because that's how it is in my family. Yeah. It's just the, it's the Irish way. Wow. I just want to have a cancer survivor on my Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my friend Heather McDonald, she would always, when declaring her birthday, say, 46 and cancer-free, <laughs> even though she's never had cancer, which is why I love Heather McDonald. I, I love her, too. Oh, That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, you just make everyone assume. <laughs> yeah, just, like, be positive. Why not just lean into it? I went to high school, I think we've talked about this on this podcast, with a girl who claimed to have a double mastectomy from breast cancer and then jogged a marathon. No. And then this was out of high school. This was afterwards, but we knew her. My sister really liked her and she was a super cool girl or whatever. But then it turned out, uh, she like, she got all this press for being this breast cancer survivor and all this stuff. And then it turned out she never had it. Oh, make a left here. Okay. Um, is this not a dead end? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's it not is. a three street. It's all right. going and if you can make a left under Doheny, do that. Terrific. If, if not, I've just made everything complex and I'm sorry. No, no. I'm and the... you've ruined my double breast cancer story. I'm sorry, Karen. Forget it. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so what? So she lied about it. Yeah. And then what happened? No, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, oh yeah, you can't. Oh, this is a, they, they won't allow us to even live our lives at no. this intersection. They're <laughs> forcing us to go down Santa Monica. Well, rage it is. <laughs> <laughs> no one goes there anymore, I told you. Do you think they would take our Rihanna requests? Karen, why do you think she made up breast cancer in high school? Um, no, like, no, no. It happened after high school. We knew oh. her from high school. I think that when people make up diseases, um, like to and actually end up getting press for them, um, I think they just got left in a room as a baby too much. Have, Something along those lines. Have you ever considered a nice fake cancer to like jumpstart your career? I have. You know what? I took it in a different direction. The thing I considered for a while when things weren't going well in my career, I was like, I could just check into a mental hospital because I could <laughs> smoke and watch TV in my pajamas all day long. And that was really a thing that I considered. And then, thank God, I got a writing job and everything turned around for me. Do you, uh, and I can't, I've bragged about it a lot, but it's actually going to happen. I'm going to get one hip replaced and then hopefully the next one at the end of 2012. How do I, <laughs> hip replacement seems scary, right? Yes. How do I make, how do I benefit off of this? Um, well, you, you get a cane that has some kind of animal or a famous person's face carved into the top of it. Uh-huh. Okay. And then when you walk on stage, you do like seven bits about the cane. <laughs> like Tim Allen? Why would you honk at me? <laughs> Karen, who should, whose head should be on the cane? Oh, Tim Allen's a good idea. <laughs> and then you can start making fun of Tim Allen's act by doing his bits. Yeah. That's good. Or... 
Um, maybe Milton Berle, if you want to be like a classic about it. Oh, he, I think I would love to commemorate Wilt Milton. I, do you remember how bad I am at driving and talking? Yes, that's it's why happening. I, I, that's why I offered to do it. Yeah, Chris, I know. Chris, do you want me to so, do it? Uh, I'm okay. Okay. Chris, why do you have to have your hip replaced? Is this because of all of that skateboarding you did that I, seemed like a good idea at the time? No, just a gift from God. Um, <laughs> I have weird shaped bones, and uh, I guess I've always kind of run like Tom Cruise. <laughs> With uh, blade hands? Yeah, blade, bl- hands. blade hands, real short leg, rapid but short <laughs> leg movements. And, and so stompy. Yeah, and, and I have my... My femurs have the, the 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 ball at the top have been described to me as melted ice cream Aww. cones. Oof. Make a right. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and cut this person off. Good. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's Ooh. what I want. Sirens. Then- I want that guy on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> and I want. I think sirens. that was Justin Bieber. <laughs> We're driving past the Abbey, America's gay bar. Um. I went to the Abbey once, like, I think I would say like eight years ago, probably with Paige. I met Paige or I can't remember who I was meeting there. Uh-huh. And it reminded me of the heyday of my drinking in San Francisco. Okay, why? Because when I lived in San Francisco, all of my friends were gay men. Uh-huh. And so I just was constantly super shit-faced in a gay bar, uh-huh. which is the best place to be shit-faced because there's like Rihanna videos, as we know. Yes. And usually people are smoking menthols and there's just a, there's an air of acceptance and, you it's know. It's that rare situation where the worst thing that can happen to a blackout drunk woman is that somebody says that's not the lip color for you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's the, the most vicious thing that's ever happened to me in a gay bar is someone thought I was a drag queen for one second and he felt really bad about it. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were my friend and I go, what's her name? And he was like, her stage name is Lady Miss Champagne or whatever and I was like, oh, I'm going to be destroyed about this for 20 years. Anyway, see you later, I guess. I need smaller eyebrows. The 90s were an ugly time for many of us. It's so weird to think about what everybody was doing. Though, recently I watched Four Weddings and a Funeral, and the number of outfits that are completely wearable today. Yes. Stunning. You can make a right anywhere and go down to Doheny. Terrific. Um, That's because the weird blousiness of the 90s is back. Like, if you go to... I went to Urban Outfitters the other day knowing I had no business being there and there were outfits in there that were that were triggering me <laughs> of high school PTSD. Yeah. Like honestly these big wide short like light pink sweatshirts that they're trying yeah. to sell girls now. Really? Almost like belly sweatshirts. It's really weird and it's exactly what it looked like in like the late 80s. The amount 90s. of midriff that's happening right now is like exciting. <laughs> <laughs> It is and a sign. It, can I just tell everybody, it's it's right now sprinkling in L.A., which is a fucking miracle. It hasn't rained here in over nine months, I would say, right? I'm happy it's raining. I just don't... It's much like when I lived in Texas. When it rains here, people panic. They don't know how to react. And yes. I don't trust anyone. No, you're right not to trust them. Yes. All right. You can just... Pull in really quickly along this street anywhere. On the right here? On the right here. And I will run inside and I will get my mail. Oh. Do you need a ride to your mail? <laughs> I'm sorry I'm making you guys do something. No, it's but fun. This is perfect. Okay. Is, is mail a euphemism for your drug dealer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pick up a package and put it in my nose. He's going to be so wired when he gets back to this car. 
Oh, he's going to, upon receiving the drugs, just inhale them? Yeah. You I mean, inhale them, right? You, yeah, you have to. Okay, I'm starting to feel bad. I, there, there was some sound issues, but I can doctor them. It's fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It just, I just remember now. It's so much easier in the old studio. But this is fun. <laughs> Wait, are we recording? Yes. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought you had to turn it off to, to be no, like, I like, what the fuck? I like to do podcast commentary. During, no, I think we should. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is what we really go through every time. So people need to know. Right. It's not f- just all fun and games in here. No, no. Especially the, for you. I want this car. I want this episode. I want this, this car episode to make people miss uh, the fact that I'm able to speak in the studio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Good plan. Yep. There were no checks, everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. We were all hoping for checks, but there were no checks. Do you need $20 till tomorrow? No, Karen. I still owe you 20 from the last time. Karen, shut up. <laughs> I just... It's fun when there are checks. Yeah. I know. Um, Those green envelopes from the WGA. There were, however, two billing no- notices from Writers Guild Insurance telling me that they had paid for things. Oh. And that's always nice. That is nice. We have, I, uh, we have good insurance. I believe I'm in arrears with the Writers Guild right now because uh, I don't who, understand how to do the... Who isn't, Karen? Okay, good. We're not going to get screeners, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you get insurance? Do you both have good insurance because of the Writers yes. Guild? Yes, it's amazing insurance. Would you like to marry one of us? Yes. I have the SAG insurance, which I think is okay. Well, that's They're good. Similar, right? yeah. That's hard to qualify for, Chris. I've, I'm happy that I got it. Congratulations. Do you work that regularly? I just, uh, oh, commercials, yes. Oh, yes. No one knows about the commercials. It's the best way to be in SAG. It's the Fairbanks dirty secret. It is so dirty. <laughs> and, and you make so much money from commercials. Yeah, just selling cat food up in Canada or Hell whatever. Little Dan Gill, little Dan Gill is raking it in. Who's that? Dan Gill, he's one of um, the, um, the Rough Riders or Free Riders or whatever they were called. He's the handsome one with a mustache who's tall and handsome. What is this? What is this? Uh, is it like the Minutemen? No. Are you talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta? No, there were those four comedians who ran a show. Oh, okay. It was cowboy themed. It was David Van Heisen, Colin, what's his name? <laughs> cowboy themed. Dan was it, Gil. Was it cowboy themed every time? It was cowboy themed every time. That's exhausting. Every know? show you went to, they were like, welcome everybody. Yes. Oh. It was what's, astoundingly good. What's this in this city? Yes. How do you not know who David Van Heisen and Dan Gill are? Well, I, I think I've met David Van Heisen. Uh, yes. I think I just simply need to be reminded they were cowboy comedians. <laughs> uh, and Dan Gill has a very similar mustache to Chris Fairbanks. Oh, do you feel mustache ca- competition? Oh, I always do. Yeah. Every time I see one, I size the guy up. <laughs> it's so male of you. I'm like, he's probably doing that because he likes it, whereas I just do it because it got me SAG insurance. Yeah. That's the only reason I have this stupid thing. Because it gets you work? Yes. I'm Otherwise, I'm just the most average, boring person ever. There's always that question of, is there that facial hair that makes me castable? Yep. It is, it's a question constantly answered with the answer, yes. I never want to meet that facial hair of mine. <laughs> Guys, this just makes me think. I had a did a set last night that was mediocre would be a compliment. <laughs> and as I was leaving... I thought of both of you, but Fairbanks, I thought of you most when I, I just thought of the last set I saw you do at the Improv Lab, and I just thought, I wish I had an act, <laughs> like Chris's act. 
Oh, I boy, I never am accused of having an act. Thank well, you, you really do, and people just don't know I do. It's well, yeah. It sounds like you don't know you do, but you really do. Chris, you have an amazing act where at every stammer you could go in nine different directions, and it means that there are billions of different acts that could happen any night. Yes, and it's magnificent to watch. Oh, you're thank the, you. You're the sliding doors of stand-up comedy. So true. What well, will we do this time? I think that it's the reason that I uh, I'm not on. Comedy Central instead. It looks like I'm unpredictable. Yeah. It's like, I what mean, if one of those sliding doors leads to nothing? They which have happens a really, often. Could happen. They have a really, like, restrictive concept of what they think stand-up is. Yes. And it's, it is a little bit weird to, like, go to the... Because I have direct TV in the place where I am staying right now. And, like, you, you just, like, on demand, you just sort of, like, slide through everything. And I see all of these stand-up specials from people who I'm, like... They don't have an hour. Why is there an HBO special of this person? I, I, I think that a lot, but I don't want to seem jealous or make myself right. feel that way. I think sorry, jealousy I'm, is a given. I'm, I mean, I'm we're so, all jealous. I'm sorry I'm being negative. No, no, no. But I think it, it's part of it. It is a little bit like, why Like, why was this just cookie cutter enough that it like f- flowed through the system so easily? Well, it's funny to realize, too, that... Uh, a lot of those decisions are made by people who are like, I just like that person. I partied yeah. with them in Montreal, or I they complimented me correctly, or they didn't piss me off in a certain way. I mean, it's, you know, people rise to a certain level with the comedy, and then where you go from there so often is political that, you know, it's it's just the kind of random Las Vegasness of this town. Political in a high school peer group type Yes, Way. we're never done with high school. High school is now. It's happening right now. Oh, God, I hope I finally pass algebra. <laughs> Karen, and I think I, we, I can say in the Las Vegasness of um, of Hollywood, I, I would say we've all gotten three double bars. You know, yeah, yeah. we've all done okay, gotten our forty dollar payout. We've mm-hmm. gotten we've gotten insurance, which in a way is its own jackpot. Yes. All I want out of this career is to break even. Is to leave what I came with. <laughs> Karen, what's the most indulgent thing you do with your insurance? Well, um, I guess therapy. Because I'm, I've been in therapy for so long. I feel like now, if they told me I wasn't allowed to go anymore, I'd be like, oh, I won't like, nothing bad will happen to me if I yeah. don't go anymore. Now I go like to have a really awesome deep discussion and have like mini revelations with a woman whose opinion I respect. But maybe that I also I really do avoid going to the doctor because I'm positive they're going to tell me I have something very wrong with me that's always the fear so I just I can't say I use my insurance as much as I probably should I go to a wonderful total health place that gives me like B12 injections and stuff like that wow it feels magical and that's not I want to say cosmetic but it's uh, what is that called when you it's not well I think cosmetic yeah like because you don't need it it's not uh, necessary. Yeah. There's another word for it, but I'm no doctor. Let's right. not worry about it. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to think about it. Um, yeah, it's there somewhere. But uh, I went because of a bald spot on my head. Oh. Sorry, I'm changing lanes. They won't let me. Okay. Sorry. Hi. I hope no where, one dies. Where did you go to a dermatologist? I've had this missing patch of hair on my... Oh, yeah. I've seen it. ...top of my head for... Yeah. You're a man over 30. That happened. No, it, no, no. No, it's not centered. It's it's just a... 
you know, you have to look at feel it. Feel my hair. It's, he has tons of hair, and then there's a little part that's gone. Yeah, I've had looks a bald like, spot on my head called my head <laughs> since I was 18 years old. <laughs> mine, so mine's different. Where it was like an alopecia thing, and everyone said, "Oh, you're stressed out," except for the doctor who said that's what everyone says. It's stupid. I just uh, was my hair was falling out of a patch, and so he shot some stuff in there, and I've been putting stimulants on it. And it's come back. But it's white. I have one of these white skunk patches. Oh, oh. you know why? I bet so, you there's something going on in that little patch. I mean, <laughs> oh, I am a doctor, and that's exactly what he my... He told me it was. Uh, I was reacting to being in pain. And it, he said that it might have something to do with my hip pain. Oh, oh that's yeah. terrible. That makes sense. I guess so, yeah. That was the only thing. He Does led that... to it before I mentioned my hip. It's like, do you have any chronic pain? I'm like, this hip makes me yell sometimes. Does your chronic pain make it mean for me to have accused you of deserving your hip for being a skateboarder? Yes. No, that's what I thought up until recently. I thought, well, it's it's one of these injuries or something I did, uh, knocked it out of whack, and then I... But he said, no, your bones formed oddly. Mm. I'm like, oh, well, that's great. I didn't deserve that. Do you think that we should change <laughs> the name of this podcast to Do You Need a Hip? <laughs> Just for a while until I get raise the funds. And then you, it's Do You Need Another Hip? I think you guys um, <laughs> uh, should uh, start uh, an uh, indie pop group called uh, Bones Forms Oddly. <laughs> <laughs> With really sad songs? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. I was trying to make a Bones, Thugs, and Harmony, but I, it's it's just not there, and you already made the joke. Yeah. Why do I always try and one-man someone? I talk to Karen all the time. What's going on in your life? Oh, thank you. Well, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been swimming quite a bit. I enjoy that. For the hip. It's really the only form of meditation that I have. Where do you swim? Being submerged in 24-hour fitness's pool in Santa Monica, which is the murkiest Band-Aid riddled. Uh, <laughs> as I'm swimming, I periodically have to uh, wipe off my fingers because uh, uh, women's hair is... I mean, oh, this is disgusting, but the pool horrible. is... It's mur- It's a public pool. It's just murky. It's soup. It's, it's a goulash of hair and fluid. Can I tell you a horrible story? Yes. Um, <laughs> you ready? Yeah. There's a public pool... Um, I just sh- saw this on a show called True Nightmares, which is a pretty great show because they have like, they put together like four stories that are just like gross things that have happened or upsetting things that have happened. And uh, there was a woman, I can't remember what city this happened in, but it was a, in a public pool in like a small town. And a woman dove into the pool and she got sucked. She swam too close to the suction filter at the bottom of the pool. Was she a one foot tall woman? No. What do you wow. mean? Wow. I mean, I, what a powerful suction for yeah, a something, human. It was almost like something reversed. Whatever happened, she got caught at the bottom of the pool, wow. drowned, and no one found her for three days. No. So everybody was swimming in the pool for three, because the, the water was murky because they said the, the guy that was fixing the water... Will you put on your intermittent wipers? It makes me nervous that they're not on. Sorry. Okay, certainly, Sorry. yes. Karen, um, I just, for sound purposes, it's bad. Two deaths I need to tell you about. Okay. Well, one death and then a series of deaths. <laughs> oh, good, um, good. The first one directly relates to this. The next one is just a request for okay. your other podcast. Okay. First one is, there was a senator from somewhere in the Midwest, and they had um, a jacuzzi 
and his granddaughter, who was like four, oh no, oh no, went underwater. No, 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 no. Her no. butt connected with the little like intake tube yep. thing, uh, and it pulled out her guts. Holy! Oh, shit. that's horrifying. Yes, it's horrifying. Um, second one. Okay. This there, is a this, oh. this is a formal request for your show. I have so okay. many follow up questions. Are you at all Are you at all familiar with the My Way murders? The what are they called them? They're called the My Way murders, and it's a series of murders that have taken place in the Philippines at karaoke the, when so people <gasps> sing My Way. Are you oh, serious? Only My Way. There's I will one thousand percent do that. There's story. a Wikipedia entry for it. Hell yes. Get on it. Okay. You're wait. It's are you kidding me? That's if amazing. You, if you sing my way, someone kills you. It's like people become <laughs> such dicks while singing. And let's remember, this is the Philippines. This is a hundred million people doing karaoke every night. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. into it. These things come up. Yeah. But apparently, people become such swaggering dicks when singing my way oh. that the like that there have been like in excess of four murders that took place because like karaoke murders in the Philippines happen what wow how is it that uh, that song and not Chumba Wumba or, or one of these other <laughs> or that one Jewel song where she sings like a baby Chris oh, yeah. Chris the last great BuzzFeed video and BuzzFeed did amazing work in it's time love a good it's... video about people eating snacks from other lands but the last great video they did was they played for a bunch of millennials. They played them 90s music. Uh-huh. And their response to every 90s pop song was, what's this? This is stupid. Except for one song that they universally adored and said, that's a great song. The answer, Tub Thumping, Tub Thumping. by oh, Chumba no. Yes. Wow. Oh, good. Oh, down. You know why? Because it sounds like group chanting. And the human, the human ear and soul responds to a group chant. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's almost like House of Pain jump around or, where you're like, I'm not a racist, but I love this song. Ba ba ba. That's the Neil Diamond version. Everyone loves that Sweet oh, yeah. Caroline song because right. they all get to oh, reenact a, from beautiful girls. It's not that popular of a movie. I th- <laughs> I thought that you were doing ba ba ba. I'm loving it. <laughs> McDonald's. No, that's but a ba ba ba. That's so great. I what just a, got sick. What a great jingle. <laughs> Isn't that good? That works. Oh. Um, when it comes to Neil Diamond, I'm a crunchy granola sweet man. Uh, that's a classic. I'm... Cra- wait. Oh, I was thinking of Cracklin' Rosie. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. my That jam. is a good song. Yeah. What is the... I've never heard of your... They oh, are... it's real dumb. Sing it. Um, I forget. Crunchy granola sweets. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. He just had... Who knew that half the time he was singing about cereal? No, it's a... It's Cracklin' a... Rosie, get on board. It's all the same. Yes. I like Forever in Blue Jeans. Okay. And is a classic. It is a great one. Karen, we're currently driving past the cemetery where people watch movies. That's right. When did you as a human being decide, I don't have to sit on the ground to watch a movie? <laughs> I guess I've known that since I can I could walk or talk. <laughs> I think that I have been asserting my own, I deserve a cushion seat, if not better, uh for quite some time. I didn't realize that's why I didn't like going there either. And and Dana Gould just screened. He has a new series, uh, IFC series called Stan Against Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The guy, the kind of tough guy from Scrubs. What's his name? Um, My uh, Zach Braff. No, no. The, that older doctor. Oh, the older. Yeah, yeah he's that guy's awesome. Yeah. And so he's the main guy in it. So we just thought we were going to do a friend group thing, but it was 
the people that put out the email list for the movie screenings there all showed up, and it was packed. But this time they had pews, like it was. It's a horror themed thing, so it was like uh, Halloweeny, and there was pews set up and blankets and things that they provided and chair, and it was the best. I had so much fun because I was sitting. Yes. Not on the ground. Not I on didn't the ground. realize. Well, you're, you're somebody with, like, bad hips. You probably shouldn't be sitting on the ground. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. I can't imagine what sitting in in style would be like for you. I've never, ever successfully done it. And he said, once I get my hips replaced, I will, for the first time, comfortably sit cross-legged. Wow. I have to be there for that. Will or you please American call me? American style. Thank you. Uh, I will. Okay. I'm very excited. <laughs> I did call a friend. He was on the doctor's wall, and I know him. And I said, did you get this done to your hips? And he said, yes, four months apart. It's the best thing I ever did. I can fall asleep with my knee touching. The, I can lay on my back and fall asleep with my knee touching the mattress for the first time ever. Wow. So I'm very excited. It's wonderful. I'm very excited to get this surgery. I can't say uh, how excited I am. Do you think that you should wait for them to have super hips that they can give you so that you can <laughs> jump real far and stuff? I wanted to wait, uh, but now the pain is to where I, I'm tired of waiting and I need to be a boy again. Again. Do you sometimes when you're swimming sing, I don't want to wait I my do. hips to be bionic. But it sounds like... Can you sing that song? The whole song? Who sang that song? Paula Cole. Oh, sometimes I get the ladies from the 90s confused with each other, which is hard because that was supposed to be one of the apexes of my life. Yeah, but there's so many similar. It was like the girl that sang I'm a bitch is married to somebody. Yes. I, I want to li- wait as a Paula Cole. I liked Joan Osborne the best. She was rad. She was old and angry. She, You know it's I, why I always loved Joan Osborne? I didn't necessarily, I wasn't that familiar with her music, but I was at Janine Graffalo's house in New York one time and she uh, was listed on like a worst dressed some rude shitty thing yeah. in a fashion magazine she was on and because of her nose ring and jo- <laughs> and Joan Osborne sent her like a fruit basket because Joan Osborne was also on the list oh that's lovely and was like congratulations we made it or something <laughs> and I was just like oh my god that's the coolest thing ever like Janine was had her feelings genuinely hurt and then was like oh Joan Osborne's okay. That's beautiful. She did the uh, What If God Were One of Us? Yeah. Yes. Boy, yeah. I did not enjoy that. Yeah, that's a tough one. It was, it was, but I didn't listen to the rest of her body of work. I'm I sure. think she's, you know, legit talented. 20-year-old me thought it was so meaningful. Yeah. Just a slob. Like, what if God was a slob? <laughs> yeah. What if he, what if he occasionally yelled out racist things while driving? <laughs> Well, then he's one of us. You haven't yelled at a kid the whole time I've been in here. Well, I guess there aren't kids being rowdy. But I like that the kids you yell at are like of the exact same flavor of rowdy kid that you still are. Uh, I suppose I do. Karen, I mean, I've quit yelling at people. I've tried to curb that. Yeah, Chris is pretty chill. Karen, why, why, were, the 90s, why were the 90s all drag queens and women with meaning? Um, they seem at odds with each other. You know, you know what's funny is not only are they not at odds with each other, but I think that we've all learned through RuPaul's Drag Race that drag queens and women, if they would just get together, can change the world. <laughs> and we are starting to get together. Wait, do you ever get mad that you have not yet been 
like one of the coaches on Stand Up Comedy Week on RuPaul's Drag Race. God knows they'll they'll never ask. I don't even understand that question. They yeah. have stand up comedy on RuPaul's okay. Drag Race. Like once every other season, they have them do stand up, and they call in like advisors, and they scrape the barrel like they do. They are open micers. Who Name have, names. Uh, there's this woman, Devin Green, who like is only. Like she just performs at Akbar. Like there's no, there's no way. She must be friends with the producer then. Uh, yeah. She's probably just friends with the producer. Yeah, that's how I mean, there have been works. many ladies who are great. Like they had Arden Marine on and Heather McDonald, but they were just like match game people. I don't think either of them were actual stand-up comedy advisors, and I would like respect that. But it's like, I guess they had they had Chelsea Peretti on recently, but she didn't actually say anything, which was weird. But Is when it- I, what is we're it weird? What we're saying to the <laughs> Do You Need a Ride audience is if you or w- one of your ex-lovers is a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race, Karen Kilgariff should be providing advice uh, in future seasons. You would be good at that. Now, as Karen Kilgariff, I would just like to say real quick. You don't want to do this. I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> I knew, uh, first of all, I drag queens don't need anybody's that. help to be funny. They're <laughs> men who dress up like women. They can defend and attack whoever and whatever they want at any time. That's why, and I've said this before, drag queen comedy is my favorite. If we go to a, a bingo game, if we go to the Casito del Campo basement and go watch a show, whatever it is, I am delighted start to finish because I love viciousness. I love a good reference. Um, and I love a ton of uh, lip liner outside of the natural lip line. That's, it's, uh, that's everything I need. I don't have anything to teach those people. They t- they could teach me. Karen, for a long time, I tried to do a joke about how in Los Angeles, the only difference between lesbians and non-lesbians is um, maybe the lesbian's lip liner is slightly too dark. And <laughs> <laughs> no one ever thought that was a funny joke. But you never said that in front of me. <laughs> um, I feel like I know exactly who you're talking about in that one. It's a universal truth of the universe. It's like, what's what's going on there? What is Her eyebrows happening? are sculpted, but not in the way that I would. But there's a Mi Vida Loca situation <laughs> happening with the lip area. Is it not as common as I think, but I would do it if I as a woman, to tattoo permanently makeup. Why would you not? It would, doesn't last. It doesn't last. No. You don't, you don't want the same look every time. Yeah, you need to. You if, would think with eyebrows you'd pick a pair and like them and, and not want to gamble with that. That's anyway. true, but an eyebrow tattoo is going to look real crazy. Yeah. Like Uh-oh. you're basically going to... Uh, yeah, you don't. You don't want to have to do that. You want. You don't want to do that unless you have to. Like, if say, bringing it back around to our fun topic of cancer, if all your hair fell out and you just want to tattoo some eyebrows on, so you don't have to do it every day. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think that's just going to look too harsh. Chris, have you ever had to date a night a look? Have I ever had to what? Date a night a look. Take date. a look from day to night, with oh, oh. you know some heels, pearls. Why am I? There's. It's funny that I'm. Maybe I'm having a stroke right now. No, no, no. But I'm, I never is... say. Can you say that a third time? I just, that's when I. That's when I just pretend that I understood, and I just go, "Yes, of course." Just last Wednesday, like I give up. Listen, he's what he's saying is it's a shorthand that even I really haven't heard before, but that you're out all day long, mm-hmm. and so you you have to take your outfit from day, mm-hmm. which is just like the answer is no. Uh, you have to take your outfit from day to yes. night. So you have to, like, figure out a way to dress it up 
so that you go from like say fucking around shopping to like a show at the nerd melt oh i it's the only reason i've ever done stand-up in shorts i'm like this is what i i nothing makes me have less confidence than looking down and seeing my spindly legs and lack of calves Mm -hmm. and i don't want to have be powerless on stage of course you want to be confident I can't even walk confidently while in shorts, yet I've done stand-up in them a dozen times. That's because I couldn't make it home all the way to Venice. I've been on stage sweaty. I've it's been what on you stage. get for living in Venice. I, yeah. yeah, I suppose. The ocean is a terrible place. You need to pack a bag, though. You need to, uh, yeah. you need to throw some options in a bag. Uh, that's but a lifestyle I don't want to leave. Venice okay. is beautiful. It's just so far away. And you don't have to, Chris, because you're a man and nobody really judges you by what your outfit is. I do. I If I see someone on stage in their gym clothes, I get upset. <laughs> and I've done it myself and I don't feel good about it. I'm sweaty, too. Anyone who's on stage in their gym clothes is working out on a regular basis and thus I would find hot and thus I would be okay with it. Our okay. friend, uh, okay. our, all of our friends, Sean Green of the Some Kind of a Sports podcast, um... He just did a tweet that was hilarious that was like the one thing the most common question I'm asked when I get off stage after a stand-up comedy set is are those sweats? <laughs> <laughs> Which is if you know him the funniest joke. Oh. I I'm a fan. I mean I, in all likelihood because I'm doing your podcast I will be performing in shorts tonight. Yeah. And I refuse to apologize for it. Don't do it. It's just a thing a hang up I have. I I don't I can't even get on an escalator in I shorts. Have beautiful powerful calves. You do. I watched you walk into that mailbox place <laughs> and your calves they, they stand on their own. Your, cal- your calves look like two squirrels wrestling in a knapsack. <laughs> your calves look like steers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I have. The answer is yes. I have done that. <laughs> I've had to make do with what I was wearing in the day because nighttime was suddenly upon me. And what do you do? You throw a sweater around your neck? I usually keep uh, a second layer in my trunk. Sweaters. Uh different shoes you wear a lot of adorable sweaters on stage i have underwear and socks in my trunk you guys karen you saying that you have probably never heard day to night means that you haven't read a women's magazine for 35 goddamn years no no no. it's not that i haven't heard it the way you were saying it you calling it a day to nighting an outfit yes is i've never heard that all right yeah i turned too many things into verbs (laughs) (laughs) day to nighting um but i got it on the second repeat thank you yeah thank you I still want it to be like just working late, a late shift at some kind of data entry job, but it's not <laughs> ever going to mean that. <laughs> Have you ever data nighted? Oh, certainly, Karen. especially at the end of yes, the year. Yes, I love to enter code. <laughs> Karen, what is your favorite um, article in a women's magazine? Um, I love a New Year uh bedroom horoscope. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> I need, yes. I need to know as a Taurus what I should be doing in the bedroom to please my man. That's that's probably the most interesting to me Karen, and helpful. If around April mm-hmm. there were a 12-page Chinese zodiac um, like outfit pictorial, like everyone from each of the years going <laughs> from 17 to 29 mm-hmm. wearing an outfit sort of inspired by the year of the ram, would you savor that, or would you probably just flip past it? Um, just outfits. It's it's women. It's beautiful women in outfits, and there's a little insert telling you what year of the ram means. Flip past. <laughs> okay. Because fashion, although I absolutely regard it as an art, and some people do it so breathtakingly, 
for the most part, it doesn't speak to me. It doesn't. It, I feel like it doesn't include me uh-huh. because it's like ballerinas who are wearing pashminas. That yeah, rhyme, that rhymes. <laughs> That's the beginning of my rap. About I love. That was fashion. beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, most of the time when I look through a fashion magazine, I'm looking at makeup. I'm looking at eyebrows. I'm looking at hair sometimes. Um, and I'm looking at, oh, this is the look they want people to try to look like now. Uh-huh. I've always been, as far as the horoscope thing goes, and, and I hope I'm not totally changing the subject. No, please do. Didn't all, didn't NASA just establish that that all has changed? And in this article I read, I am now what comes before Aquarius. Like, I don't even, I'm a Scorpio There's a new now. sign of the Zodiac. Yes. No. And why aren't people freaking out about this? Because, because it blows the lid off of their superstition that I never believed in. Yeah. So I was excited for everyone to freak out, and there's been no backlash. NASA, they're just ignoring it? Yeah, I think that people are like, well, I'm just a Taurus. I don't care. It was it's, irrational before, it's irrational now. Stop trying to rationalize it. It wasn't ever truly based on planets. That was that was the rationalization. Oh, but, okay. But in truth, it was just like, oh, I'm the bull. I'm stubborn and earth earthbound. And I like flowers. It's always a, a bunch of shit that really doesn't actually apply to me. But I'm like, yeah, this Karen, is... are you a Taurus? Yeah. You're... The thing is, is my sister is a Taurus. So I was always like, I don't get along with Taurus. Uh-oh. And the answer is really just, I don't get along with borderline personality disorder <laughs> sufferers. <laughs> I'm fine with Taurus. <laughs> I mean, we are pretty bossy and pushy. That's definitely true. The only experience I've ever had where I did put any value in it or belief into it is when I walked into a bar with a friend of mine and this woman uh, leaving was like a drunk. Her hair was all wild and she goes, hey Aquarius, hey Scorpio, and walked out and neither of us knew this woman. Damn. And she just called us. That's our, awesome. Yeah, it was horrifying to me though. I left early. I, I love like, that. Are you a Scorpio? I'm an Aquarius. Well, I don't oh. know now. I, You're the water I know bear. so little about it, and I'm not bragging. I just <laughs> don't believe. If you in were a anything. Scorpio and we had spent three days in the same room and did not fuck, I would be like, "What's wrong with us?" Wait, what are we you? We did <laughs> spend three days in a room. I know, but we yes, but we didn't fuck. And I'm saying, if we were both Scorpios, we would have been so deeply sexual. That there would have been no stopping us. Oh, is that is what that... that that's what that means? Wait, you're a Scorpio? I'm a Scorpio. Oh, I get it. Well, what's Aquarius? Apparently I'm everything I hear about Aquarius is that I'm a total asshole and I'm lying and I just want people to like me, but it's, I'm a piece of shit. And it's I'm the a... age of you. Oh. Is oh, the thanks. age of you? But I don't I that's a, a native date I date you a night You know who else is an Aquarius <laughs> is Flanagan. And he's not an asshole. He's good times. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a uh, sorry. Get, I got you, just need, about. you just need to drive a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Got it. Got it. Uh, yep. I uh, yeah. I don't believe in it. <laughs> I don't believe in it. It makes me furious when people demand that it, there's meaning in it. I feel like people like to be told about themselves, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah. I've read my horoscope every day. And I know for a fact it's not really going to apply, but that'll be like, today your feelings might be sensitive. So I'm like, oh, I better be careful. Well, it's why people like OkCupid, because it's fun to answer questions about yourself. Oh, wait, are you on OkCupid? I have an account. I haven't looked at it in forever. Mm. As soon as someone is interested in me, I assume that they are not a valuable person. (laughs) (laughs) Then I move along and say, who can I swindle on (laughs) Grinder? 
Who can I swindle? I should join a dating app just so that I could uh, steal people's wallets. <laughs> Sounds like that's the way to do it. Uh, Karen, yesterday I went to um, a birthday party, a gay birthday party at The Standard. Mm. And the guys were so hot that I became bored and disengaged. <laughs> I was like, I don't what am I supposed to do here? Fuck all of you. It was kind of deadening to your senses to yeah. see Yeah, that's what Los Angeles is like. It ruins good-looking people. Yeah. Cuz there's so many and there many of them are uh, just a bummer. I mean, and many of these people were fine, but it was like it was my fr- my friend Art and it was his boyfriend's birthday and I just went over to Art who was sitting with like our heterosexual friends. And gay guys with graduate degrees, and they were just like bitching about baseball and the election. And I was like, I don't want to be one of these boring people. I want to be one of, or I don't want to be one of these sad people. I want to be one of the boring hot people inside, but I can't be. Well, but also you're not supposed to be. You're 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 local color. You are (laughs) the artiste. You you are the rainbird. Isn't that the what you called me one time? What You, you get to be the. The rainbird, I think, is that what you said? Oh wow! Uh, what or, else? Didn't you once? I'm I'm the personality equivalent of a left-handed oyster shucking glove. <laughs> yes. Is that, did I say that right? Yes. I, that is that? one of my jokes. I love it. Well, I'm just saying it. Okay, back to driving. Wait, that was about yourself <laughs> or about Chris? About myself. A left-handed oyster shucking glove. Yes. <laughs> Why? Just because nobody like. It's not for everybody. Most people don't need that. But the people who do need that are really excited to find it. You're right. Um, but no, it was a fun party. I'm just whining. They were real hot, though. I mean, I don't know. These days at a party, I need people who want to talk about the death of their parents. I haven't been to and a party. I think party. that's someone's joke I just stole. Uh, Isn't it? That's really funny. I think, I feel like somebody has a bit like that. But I, but it really, when it, whoever did it, was, it wasn't word for word, but conceptually it's the same thing. But it's that thing of like, I don't want to talk about like, did you watch Game of Thrones anymore? Right. I'm at that age now where I'm like, what's the saddest thing that's oh. happened to you recently? But listen, Karen, I have something that relates to both of those things. Okay. Let me tell you about Debbie Branham Widow. Oh, Debbie, okay. Debbie Branham Widow watches herself some prestige television. Oh. There is no Larry Branham to bitch if you decide to watch Stranger Things. That's right. Like, she, and it was, she's... And, but it's always the weirdest thing. She is in love with HBO's divorce. Wow. Is the only human being of whom that is true. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, that was some peeling out. It's LA. raining, and I've how? been. This has been my worst uh, appearance on my own podcast. How is it that I, every other good. town on the planet gets this much rain every moment of every day? And, and handles we, it. We just like start. Our, our tires don't work. Why is that? Because I'll tell you, there's, there's a layer. so much oil. There's a yeah. layer of oil. And and on these streets, there's what a year's worth of oil. Yeah. So it's crazy. I mean, that's why there's been fucking four ambulances. Right. Since we've been recording. And I am on edge, <laughs> and I I I can't wait to be back in a studio. You're sweating a lot. I'm sweating. You have to stop drinking. Because I drink too much, yes. God, she knew so much about me. I love that. You guys should do an election night special of Do You Need a Ride. In the car? In the car. You should get a comedian and someone from NPR, like A. Martinez. Ooh, good idea. Oh, God, that Somebody with one like of those voices. Of, uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. It just seems like a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, we're never going to do it, but that's such a good idea. 
Oh, but also, oh no, that's not election night. The night after election night, we're doing business class, and April just thought, oh, we should have all women on that show since we'll have our first female president. And then that's I started a weird crying. way to find out I'm kicked off that one. <laughs> no, you're on it. If it's all women, you're the headliner. Hey, uh, hey. it's a compliment. <laughs> no, but Karen, tell about crying. Um, oh, because I realized then that there's a very good chance that this badass woman is going to be president. And it just hit me like, I'm so nervous that it could be that ludicrous piece of shit Donald Trump yeah. that I just haven't even been considering the fact that it's a reality. Like right. something that would make my mother so fucking happy and proud. And like that all this, the women who are not interested in living to please their man or fucking get all their shit waxed and wear a thong. There's a whole generation and a whole, you know, there's a whole culture of women who are about being smart and strong and taking care of business. And it's going to be popular again, just like in the 90s when Roseanne was on TV. It's going to come back. <laughs> well, there's also some things that are neat about, it's not just a lady president in the way that other countries have had lady presidents. It's like the most powerful person in the world, the person who makes the decisions for the world, is going to be a woman for like the first time in history. Yeah, in history. Please let it happen. She can just stop having her period. <laughs> She did about 20 years ago. I know, ago. that's the best part. It's, it's like, who? I mean, do you really mix. think she would have confidently a, worn a white suit to that debate <laughs> yeah. if this were still an issue? That's my favorite when people talk about, like, she's, you don't want someone on their period. It's like, the woman is 65 years old. Yeah, she, she still dresses like Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, she's not afraid. Oh, God, more death, more sirens. I maintain I was the first person to refer to them as Mao tunics. And... <laughs> That's great. Uh, other people are claiming it now. I really like that she, because now that people compile all of her, I didn't notice each time she had an outfit on, but now that they'll show side by side, what? Sorry, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just there's the sixth. Oh yes, the God. sixth ambulance that we've just seen. I'm, I'm so on it. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. But all her outfit, she's really got a look, and she's like, I want, I want collarless. Like, how would you de guys Nehru. describe her? It's a Nehru collar. It's a very complimentary. I they look cool. Cut. It's like a it's she's wearing really cool soup like futuristic lady suits and yes. they're awesome. <laughs> they're, they're very much like the the sci-fi series that you love has finally come <laughs> into reality. Who's yeah, they're, they're giving us Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that's right. Edward James almost suits. <laughs> yes. It's uh what's the woman's name who I love? Mary McDonald. Yes, Mary McDonald. I can't wait for one of her outfits to have those Sergeant Pepper buttons on each side <laughs> like double-breasted buttons and some epaulets on the Oh on the, god. Right? Epaulets? I just want her to go full nautical. Yes. Karen, did you see anything of the Al Smith dinner? No, just clips. I can't watch I, Donald Trump real time, like yeah. watching videos of him. I get so livid. I'm I'm so offended he exists in this situation. It is such an affront. It's so fucking offensive that she has to even play ball with that asshole. Right. It's so typical. Well, the equivalent creating equivalencies between them in some way trying to say yes but she's bad too it's like shut up yeah she, she never said we should doubt the outcome of elections she's uh, 
she never bragged about like sexually assaulting people. She's not threatening to sue anybody. She's a she's a consummate politician in every way. She's got a very very good education. Yeah, and she's not a slumlord. Everyone's complained about her, like, oh, she's murdered people. That's she's a politician. She's, a politician. she's like I'm, done her job. I'm tired of people saying everybody's murdered people I, I'm really because they had tired policies that resulted in people dying. Calm yes. down. Yes. Also, whoever whoever ran things without killing some people. I mean, t- let's talk about <laughs> Dick Cheney only for way five to make seconds. Change. Dick Sorry. Cheney has killed children with his hands don't let's not let's not pretend he's twisted their heads off like smoke detectors and he just did it because it was like thanksgiving and he was bored it wasn't like for a reason he just did it for the semi-erection that it provided him oh goodness okay i'm now i'm starting to hallucinate well this is tough okay this is tough this is la rain no one else can handle it it's dark People are darting out like it's a goddamn video game. Um, this is why. This is why we are in a severe drought because God starts to make it rain, and then he's like, "Chris is real upset right now." <laughs> yeah, and so I'm is gonna, everyone else in this town. So I'm gonna stop this, and we'll do it some other time <laughs> yeah. when it's more and convenient. Then when he tries it, Chris is just still like, "Wow, fuck this shit." I I am stressed out, but guy, have you noticed? Isn't it nice how Karen is just? Uh, she's here to make me feel better. <laughs> That's what I do. Thank you. I feel as a co-host. I just want you to say thank you and that I don't take it for granted. Oh, you're welcome. And I love you. You're my very good friend. Uh, It's a pleasure. Thanks. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Chris, I haven't been supporting you in the way that I should, and I'm sorry. No. Oh, God, that was in no way was I fishing, but thank you and finally. (laughs) But Karen, Karen, have I told you about what I'm going to do on election night if Hillary Clinton wins? No. My vow is that I'm going to walk around West Hollywood, (laughs) and I'm going to shout at the top of my lungs, this is Wellesley's finest hour, (laughs) until all of the energy in my body is gone. Because of score one for a women's college. <laughs> Finally. Okay. No, score one for everybody. Fuck. Do I take a right here? Yes. Take okay. a right here. I'm, oh, look at this person being polite. Or am I wrong? I'm right. Wow. Thank you for giving me a fun ride, you guys. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for doing it. I and did you, need a ride. I needed to get my mail. If they didn't, your mail wasn't, or you, there was mail, but just no checks. Yes. Uh, All right. For the love um, of Pete. Well, this has been Do You Need a Ride with Guy Branham. Guy, do you have any plugs that you need to plug it up? Yes. My name is Guy Branham. You should follow me on Twitter, at Guy Branham. You should listen to my podcast, Pop Rocket. It has been guest hosted by Karen Kilgariff, but not yet by Chris Fairbanks. We will try to fix that. I would love to be on Uh, it. Thank you. Karen, I have gossip about Pop Rocket that I need to share with you outside of the boundaries of this podcast. All right, good. Good Um, call, good call. And I love you guys, and thank you for being my friends. And watch the Mindy Project on Hulu, for which I write, and will be appearing as a bitchy gay nurse. Oh, Yay! really? When? Yeah. When, are you, when are you on? The springtime. I'm oh, not that's on terrific. until the springtime. Oh, that's terrific. All right. Don't run away. All right. All right. I, I will stay here. Do you have plugs? Uh, no. No. I think our only plug is just if you're in Los Angeles, November 9th, the day after Election Day, we're going to do um, business class at the Improv Lab at 10 p.m. Please come. We will be celebrating Pre- Madam President Gina Davis. Uh, <laughs> please come. And uh, it's me, April Richardson, Chris Fairbanks, and it'll be many other lovely human beings. So we'd love to see you there.
I'm, I'm, I now I can't stop thinking about the movie Long Kiss Goodnight. <laughs> I really like Gina Davis. She's the best. I just want to end on that. You've okay. been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D Y N A R. Get out of the. F- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and Terminal and gate. We wanna send you off in style. We wanna welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malhorn. Uh, with Karen and Chris.